We are learning Daf Pei We're starting a few lines down, where the Gemara says Tana Rabbanon. We're going to analyze the Machlekes Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbanon about someone who's megarish his wife, someone divorces his wife, with the exception of so and so. So how does that work exactly? So Rabbi Eliezer was saying that the divorce is chal, and she just can't marry that person. She's still considered married in regard to the person she was excluded from. Whereas the Rabbanon disagree. The Rabbanon say that krisus, the fact that we cut off, means you have to be totally cut off. And if you're still married in regard to one person, so then the divorce is totally ineffective. Says the Gemara Tan Rabbanon, it says in the Bryce, after Rabbi Lazar passed away, now for the Chachamim met, and they're trying here to argue on what he said. So they're all going to have objections to Rabbi Eliezer's Psak. According to Rabbi Tafrin, He's going to make a rejection. He's going to use a scenario to show that Rabbi Lezer's din can't be true. Imagine this woman went. Again, she's divorced with the exception of one person. And she goes and she marries the brother of the man that she was still usher to. She marries the brother of the person that she's restricted from marrying from her divorce. And then the brother died without children. So now what would happen? She'd be falling to Yibam to someone that she cannot marry. Yibam you can only do if it's not forbidden. If it's not otherwise an Arabah. If it's an Arabah, you won't be allowed to. So in this scenario, what's going to happen? She won't be able to do Yibam because she's still considered married in regard to the Yavim. So what would happen? It would come out that this would cause uh, a law of the Torah to be uprooted. Because without this, there would be a mitzvah of Yibam. But because of this unique anomaly of a divorce, where she's divorced with the, with the exception of one person, she's going to end up being unable to fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam in this case. So what do we see? Halamazer changed the You have to see from here that it's not considered really being cut off. To be cut off has to be totally cut off. If it would be to the exception of one person, and then you could have... Um, hypothetically, a scenario where she'd be marrying the brother of that person and in the midst of Yibam would, would be uprooted. So that must be that that's not Christmas. Says the Gemara another time. I never also How do you find something where it's also to one person and mutter to another person? It's a strange phenomenon here. According to Rabbi Lazar, the divorced woman is mutter to everybody, but she's also to this specific person. How could you have that? Rather, also, also, like all. Normally, what's also is also to everyone. I'm mutter what is permitted. Mutter, like all, is mutter to everyone. Halamata, she's a Christmas. Again, the same. Um, Conclusion should be found that it must be, it's not really considered Croesus. Says the one other Pshad and Rebbe You want to know what Croesus is? Severance means something that totally cuts them apart. But here she's still bound to her husband because she's married to him regarding that specific man. Halamata, we learn chains of Croesus. Must be that's not Croesus. The fourth objection. Imagine this woman went and she married someone else, other someone else besides that person. And she had children from him. And then afterwards she became widowed or divorced from him. So everything seems legal, right? She was a woman, she was divorced. Again, with the exception of one person, but she didn't marry that person. She married somebody else and she had kids. Then she then she went and she performed a marriage to the man that she was also to and restricted from from the divorce. So what would happen? It would seem that that's going to undermine the 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 whole get. The whole get now would be bottle in retrospect and all the kids that she had from, from the husband after the divorce would be mamzer. We'll see this is not crisis. So the Gemara is going to explain that Rabbi Akiva is referring to a case not so much with chutz, but rather by Almanas. And other words, the original get was given on condition that she wouldn't go ahead and marry, let's say, Ruven. So if she first went and married somebody else besides Ruven and she had kids, and then eventually she went and married Ruven. So that would mean that retroactively she was never divorced, and all the kids that she had from from, from other people would be Mamzerim. So it must be that we have to make sure that such a thing would never happen. So we see it must be it's not a crisis, and there is no possibility of such a situation occurring because a divorce, with the exception of one person, is not a divorce. Imagine the person that she was also to as a coin. 
Umate, in other words, the, the person that she's restricted from marrying from the divorce was a coin. Umate Megarish. And then the one who divorced her died. So Klape, that one person, Klape, the one person that she was never divorced from, so she would be a widow because she's not divorced. She was never divorced. Klape, that person. But in regard to all other people, she would be a divorced woman. So in other words, we would have an interesting phenomenon. Klape, the Kohen, she's only an Almana, she's a widow, she's not a divorced woman. Klape, everyone else, she's a divorced woman. So now, and, 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 and now we should say a Kavachomer, that this whole thing doesn't make sense because the Isra of marrying a Kohen for a Grusha to marry a Kohen is, 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 is not such a bad Isra, it's just a lav. Also, even to the Kohen that she's really only witted to because she's, there's an element to her being divorced. Meaning the Gemara is assuming for sure she can't marry the Kohen here. Why? I clopy the Kohen, she was never divorced. The answer is, well, clopy everybody else, she was divorced. So therefore, she's considered a divorcee and it's going to extend to the Kohen that she can't marry the Kohen. So then if we're going to say for Grusha, which is even a slight Isra, the fact that she has an aspect of being a grusha, being a divorced woman. So then she can't marry, she can't marry the coin. Even though Klape the coin, she was not divorced. So then Eishasishi, Hamura, so Eishasishi was more Hamura Lokoshik, and all the more so that uh, it doesn't make any sense. The prohibition should be, where it's, where it's so much more Hamura, we see it has the death penalty. So it should be ushered to anybody to any person because of the fact that there's some element of the marriage which is still intact. Meaning, if we're saying that clapping one person, there's, a, there's an element of Asha Sish, so clapping everybody, there should be Asha Sish. So we're proving from Grusha the same way a woman who has an element of being a divorcee, therefore she's also to a coin, even if clapping the coin, she wasn't divorced, so too for Asha Sish. If she's an Asha Sish, clapping some people, certainly that is or should be relative to everybody. Amen Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua was founded in Meshivan and Zarbi So this is not fair. We're having everyone jumping and saying the reason why they think that Rabbi Lezer's ruling is wrong, but he's not here to defend himself. Now the Gemara says, Amar is The truth is that all these questions that we're asking of Rabbi Lezer, they all could be refuted. They're not amazing questions. If I'm with Rabbi Lezer, except for Rabbi Lezer ben Azair's, the lesser of his has no way to refute it. Tanya, and we'll get into what the objections could be to these refutations here. So the Gemara says, Tanya, Amar said, his was the best. His, again, was just dumb. The Lushan of Croesus. Severance means totally cut off. And if she's still married in regard to one person, so then um, so then that's not considered to be totally cut off. So as the more now we get into this, what did he say? Imagine this case where the woman went and she married the brother of the person that she still lost her to. And this brother dies without children. So now she's fallen to Yibam, but she can't do Yibam because she's still married. Clap the person she's fallen to. Let him say, okay, Davin Ratayra, is it going to be because it's going to be found that the original husband, by giving the divorce with the exception of one person, he ends up uprooting along the Torah. So the Gemara says, well, first of all, Iker uprooting you, Akar, is he uprooting the law? Meaning the Gemara is bothered by the Lashon. Mashmah, when uprooting, they were saying he did actively, he was over, he was over on Allah. That's not true. He, he just divorced his wife with the exception of one person. Everything else was just a consequence of what he, of his stipulation. How are we saying he uprooted the law? So the Gemara says, you're right. We reinterpret what Rotafran said. He's stipulating in a way which would cause a law in the Torah to become. But even when we change and we say that it's masna lakar davar Torah, that he's stipulating to uproot the law, the Gemara still doesn't like that because masna is he really stipulating me? Did he tell her that she has to go ahead and marry the brother of that person? Meaning, all he did was divorce her, and uh, with the exception of one person. So he he he's not compelling her to go ahead and marry the brother of the person that she's also to. So even though it's going to end up 
that because of what he's saying, that if she would then would go marry the brothers, the mitzvah of Yibam can't be done. But that's not exactly that he's pushing her in that way. So we're, we're, we're giving too much blame here on the first husband. So the Gemara says, you're right. It's not that he's stipulating that way. It's ends up, it's a cause. It's a cause for, for, for a law in the Torah to be uprooted. It says the Gemara, but even that, is that is there any isser in doing that? Is there any isser in any way of causing something from the Torah to be uprooted? Should we say that a person cannot marry his brother's daughter? Why? Maybe he will die without children. He's going to be him that Yibam can't be done. If a person marries his niece and he dies without children, so then a daughter would fall to her father to do Yibam, which cannot be done. So would you say, therefore, that the halacha should be that a man cannot marry his niece? There's no such halacha. So therefore, we see that there's no such a sense, that's such a, a, an extreme sensitivity that you can't cause a din in the Torah to become a prudent. We don't say that. So the one says, Hainu Percha, that's exactly what refutes Reb Tarfin's objections. Reb Tarfin's objection was that, oh, look at this, based on this phenomenon, if you marry the brother, Yibam won't be done. We're basically saying there's no such issue with that. Says the Gemara B'mai, what was the case that Reb Tarfin was, was relating to? And just to remember, there were two scenarios of Reb Lazar. One was Chutz and one was Amanas. Chutz is where you're divorced ex- with the exception of one person. Amanas is you're divorced, but the stipulation is only if you don't marry so-and-so. So Elim of Chutz, if it's talking about a case where he said you're divorced except for so-and-so, make sure Reb Lazar, Reb Lazar would be Matzer, keep him to be done. Why? At the time, your mother, would concede, even though he holds again, person divorces his wife with the exception of a person, then she's still considered married, clap at that person. But what happens? If he divorces his wife and he's separate, that's all the husband plan. You divorce to every, you're divorced and permitted to anyone except so and so. And then she met and married somebody else. And she's widowed or divorced from the second person. She's still mutter to the person that she was previously ostracized from, meaning a tremendous chedish. Even though, clapping that person, she was never divorced from her first husband. But once she made a new relationship, and then that relationship is, is, is ends, either let's say she's widowed or divorced, now she is mutter to the person that she was originally ostracized to. What's the shot? Because when she goes and marries somebody, somebody else now she 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 that's like totally eclipses her previous relationship with her first husband at this point and Bumar will talk more about this at this point we only look at the new relationship so once the new relationship is ends she's mother to the person that she was originally also to so if that's true if we if we accept such a big aside from Rabbi Lezer that even though Rabbi Lezer says he's a force acceptance so and so that's taka such a such an idea it's truthful it's tr- the truth is that she's still married clap with that person but if she goes and marries somebody else so then the original marriage just dissolves and if the second marriage ends she could marry a person she was previously ushered to. So if that's true, so in our case, it will never be a problem. If she, if she was divorced with except, with except for the person of so-and-so, and then she goes ahead and marries the brother of that person. So Lemaisa won't end up being a problem because once she ends up in marriage, once she marries the brother, so then that dissolves all the remnants of the marriage. And once that dissolves all the remnants of the marriage, so then if it would be even scenario, she would be allowed to do evil. So the Lord says, you're right. Alabamanas, we have to say Reb Tarfin was talking to Reb in a case of where it was a condition. He said, I'm divorcing you completely. On condition, you don't marry so-and-so. Then what would happen if she'd marry the brother of that so-and-so? That person would then die. So then that would cause the mitzvah of Yibam to be uh, to be lost in that case. Says the Gemara. Now we go to analyze the next one. What do we ever have something that's also to one person, mutter to other people? Also, also the cold. Something's also to everyone. I'm mutter when something's mutter. Mutter the cold. It's permitted to everybody. We don't find such cases. What about trim and kachim? Those are things that are also to certain people and mutter to other people. Says more Easter Isha coming. We're talking about for a woman. We don't find the woman also to one person and mutter to another. So what about all the halachas of? 
relationships where some people are mutter, people, most people are mutter to her, but, but a woman can't marry someone she's related to. So it's more of Isha's community. We're talking about things that come from marriage. Says so the Gemara, what about Isha's ish, a married woman? She's also to everyone else but her husband. Says so the Gemara, that's exactly our problem with what Rabbi Yossi was saying. Rabbi was saying, you never find that someone's mutter to some people and also to every people. Every married woman is like that. Says the Gemara, what's the case? If it's the shot of Almanaz, Almanaz is where he gave it again. He says, I'm giving it to you on condition. You don't marry so-and-so. Says the Gemara, she's not really totally awesome to that person. If we must prefer to have promiscuous relations, meaning the Gemara is assuming that in the case of in the case of Almanaz, the Tanai is specific that she doesn't marry so and so. If she just wants to have relations with him, she wouldn't. It, would, it wouldn't be Asr. So therefore, we can't be referring to such a case because our whole point is that you don't find something that's mutter to certain people and Asr to other people. If the if the Tanai is only not to marry, so it's not shot. It's Asr. There is a way where she could have relations. She just can't marry. So the verse says We have to say that we're talking about a case. Rabbi Lazar said you are divorced with the exception of so and so, where she's not mutter at all. Then, in that case, to the specified person. Now the next case. Then we keep of Amar Rachel. Imagine the case. She went ahead and she married someone from the street, and she had kids in his arms. And then she was with a divorce. And then she went ahead and she married the person that she was originally offered to. Let me get bottom and I'm saying more than a cause that everything would be nullified retroactively. She was never divorced, and the kids that she had from the second marriage would be Mam Zayim. So the Gemara says, well, wait a second. If there's really such a concern, if Rabbi Akiva is saying that you should never have a divorce good because one day it could be retroactively nullified. If every time a woman is uh, divorced with a condition, she should never be allowed to remarry. Because maybe she won't fulfill the condition. And if she get part of and it will cause it retroactively, the kids might be Mam So you should never allow it. Says the Gemara, that's exactly the Percha. Uh, to what Riyakiva was saying. It's not such a good taina that, oh, it's no good because it can make kids from Zerim. So you can say that by any tonight. Says the Bamai, what was the case? Ilima Bachos, if it's a case where you were divorced with the exception of this person, so Mr. Sharbalazar, Abalazar would be Matar. Again, where it's a case of Chos, once she marries somebody else, that automatically dissolves whatever remnants of the marriage remain, and then it wouldn't be a problem. The Tanya, as we said before, Mother of Lazar, Magaj's sister of Amalar, of Lazar, concedes if someone divorced his wife and he said to her, I married to Sakhat, your mother to everybody. Chutz Laponi, if all Chabanis is Achim Shuk, once she goes and marries someone from the Shreep and Sarnas Gashala, then she's put her divorce from him. She becomes a mother to this person that she was previously Osir because of her husband's restriction. So we can't say that that's the case because once she marries somebody else, she would talk about Mater, would dissolve any remnants of the marriage. So the more Alabama Nas, we have to say the case is. We're talking about a case where the husband said, on condition that you don't marry so-and-so, so that condition will always remain. And that was our point. Well, what will be if she'll marry someone else? Once it cause that if then she 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 triggers the tonight, so then Lamafreya, she was never divorced, that's what it will be. And that we're saying, well, then if that's really a good argument, the way we refute that is every time someone gives a divorce with a tonight, we should never allow her to get remarried because it might cause eventually the kids to be moms there. Says the Gemara of Rachar, what was the next thing Rabbi Akiva said? Imagine the person that she was also to was a coin of Mesa Magarish, and then the one who divorced her died. So clap at the coin, then it says Amanat, so she's really only an Amanat. Grusha is called him, but she's a Grusha to all of the men. Now, she's going to be Asr to the Kohen because she's a divorcee. Clap other people. So now, Kavachor, my Grusha, she Kala. If a divorcee, which the Isra to the Kohen is relatively not so bad, it's only a lot. Nonetheless, we probably Asr to the Kohen because there's an element of her, of her being a divorcee. So, which is much more Hammer. 
which is a Misa, it's much more severe. So we would assume that if she has an aspect of being an Ashish to some people, so certainly she should be also to everybody. So what's the case? Where the husband said, on condition that you don't marry so-and-so, it's not a good time because in that case, she's a divorcee, even in regard to the specific person, Klape, um, Klape, Klape's nose without marriage. Because remember, the Tanai, we always assume is a Tanai, you don't marry. But Klape just stopped having nose. we always assume that the Tanai does not cover it. So if she was divorced, if she was divorced on condition she doesn't marry so and so, but she still is considered a divorced woman, Klape that so and so, because she can't have nose with him. And his nose with him would be a, 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 a would be Batayrus Agrusha. So in other words, if that guy is a Kohen, even before the husband died, it would be also for her to have nose. Even if we're saying that it's in, even if we're saying he divorced her with the exception of this person, if the if the way that the exception was made was with a tanai, so the tanai is only she doesn't marry. So Klape's nos, this nos would be Klape's nos, this nos would be she would be a divorcee Klape that coin. So it's not a good point because by the because 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 it would still it would it would it would actually be there. She would have the status of a, of a divorced woman. Clap it that going. Ella bechutz. We have to see. Rikiva was talking about a case where it was bechutz. So she was really not a divorcee at all with regard to that specific person. And yet we're still saying since she's divorced, clap it other people. So she's also to the coin. Fine. So it comes out that that Rabbi Kiva's two points again. Again, Rabbi Kiva has two points. One about the kids being mamzer, and one about the 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 case where the the so and so was a kohen, and she's still also him. So the first case, the way we're refuting, is refer, referring to specifically the case of Amanas. The second case, specifically, we're talking about a case of chutz. So the Gemara says, well, what did Rabbi Akiva talk about? Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, what did he hold? Rabbi Lazar was talking about. Chutz Rabbi Lazar was talking about a case of chutz. Let's say chutz. You should just ask the second argument, which applies to the case of chutz. The Amanas and if the other Rebbe Lezer was talking about a case where a condition was made, then Lezer of Amanas, he should only object with the first argument, which refers to the case of Amanas. How is he using both arguments? So the Gemara explains, it's very simple. Rebbe Kiva heard that there were two different versions of Rebbe Lezer, some where, where, where he was talking about a case of Chutz, and, somewhere, and some people were saying over that he was speaking about a case of Amanas. So he had a question for each of the possibilities. If he was talking about Chutz, so he said, we asked this question. If he was talking about Amanas, so then we asked this question. So that's exactly what's going on. Is that there were different versions of what Rabbi Lazar was talking about. And Rabbi Akiva is asking questions based upon both. Okay, so now Rabbi said before that all the Rabbanan can be refuted except Rabbi Lazar and Rezai. So that has to be a problem with this Rabbi Akiva also. Maybe you'll tell me Isra Kuna is different. So maybe, what do you bring from Isra Kuna? Maybe Isra Kuna is different than Isha Seish. But Rabbi Lazar and Isra Kuna Kamaisa. Remember, Rabbi Lazar brought the Raya from the Isra Kuna. That was his whole thing. Now, according to Rabbi Yochanan, he learned that the qualified divorce is good from the fact that the Kohen can't marry a woman whose husband divorced her um, in respect to certain people, but 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 still answered her for marrying other people. So he gufa learned from Isir Kuna over to Isha Sish. You can't tell me that the way that, that we can't refute him from a case of Kahuna. So the Gemara says, Rava Rav taught like Rabbiana in the name of the other person that the halacha where Rabbi Lazar learned from was not from Kuna. He was learning from something else. He was learning from the fact that it says that that that, that the, the lashon of the pasuk was that she becomes a wife to another man. So we learn that even if she's only mother to one man, that's a valid divorce. So what we're saying is that he never learned from Kuna, rather he learned from there. So now that we're trying to refute him from a, from a question of case of Kuna, we could in fact say that Rabbi Lazar is not moved from that because Isra Kuna could be different. Okay, so then what, what did we say? We can't 
We can't slug up the Ari, the lion here, Rabbi Lazar, after he's dead. So it sounds like Rabbi Lazar is like defending him. So Rabbi Yeshua is defending Rabbi Lazar. So the Gemara says, maybe Yeshua Kabbalah is fairly that true. Rabbi Yeshua really holds like Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Yeshua himself tried to ask and Rabbi Lazar in the Brisa later. So the Gemara says, I also have a problem with him. Whether for me or you, it's not right to ask on him if he's not here. So you can't refute the line after his death. What is Rabbi Yeshua's question? We should make a comparison between a woman's status, her status before her second marriage, to her unmarried status before her first marriage. We, we compare them. The, the Torah... In Torah's Mashman, we compare them because it says when a man marries a woman, he divorces her and then she goes to somebody else. So it sounds like in the Pasuk, we can compare a woman before she gets married to after she is divorced. In what sense do we compare them? Just before she ever got married, she wasn't bound to anybody because of any previous marriage. She was totally free. So too, after she's divorced, before she marries again, she has to be totally free. She's not bound to anybody. She should be bound to somebody and she's not considered divorced. So here Rabbi Yeshua has his own problem with Rabbi Lazar from this. Says the Gemara, now we go back to the thing we mentioned before. Gufa, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar, even though he says that a qualified divorce is valid, but he agrees. Someone divorced his wife. Everyone except so-and-so. Then she married another random person. Then she was with a divorce from the random person. She's much of the person that she was ushered to before. The idea being that the marriage totally dissolved once she married someone else. How could there be such a thing? How could it be that this person answered something and then this person is moderate? Meaning the original husband was still answering her for marrying so-and-so. How could it be that when the second person comes and marries her, that now is matter the iser that somebody else placed? How could you have such a phenomenon? How could one person be matter and iser that someone else um, created? So the Mars says, think about Yavama, the Baal iser, the husband answers her to other men. By being Makadash or Yavam Matir. Now the Yavam is Matir by doing Chalitza, meaning the Zika automatically after the death of the husband, she's also to marry anybody, and then the Yavam does Chalitza and it's Matir her. So, so what do we see? That you could be Matir something that somebody else created. Says the Gemara, Hasam Yavim with the Kasvila. No, there wasn't the husband that was answering. Really, the whole time it was the Yavim who was answering. Dimi Bao, Mashukama, she would have been Matir. It's a very Lundish Gemara. It sounds like the Zika is the Isser coming from the Yavim, not from the Baal. That's the whole question. Is the Isser Zika the remnants of the, the leftover marriage, or is it the new sort of relationship that's found to the Yavim? It sounds like that's Gufa the Shaka retired here in the Gemara. Says Gemara Vainadarm, think about a case of a vow. The a person makes an Ether and he asks himself a Chacham Matar. You go to the Chacham, Chacham's matter. So what do we see? We see that one person can be matter in Israel, someone else created. It says, A Chacham is only matter through the Charata, through the regret that comes from the vower. So what do we see? We see that it's not it's not really the Chacham who's doing it, it's really the Charata which is doing it, just that it's done in front of the Chacham. Says so the Gemara, about what about the, the husbands? How far? The Ishanodaris, so a wife makes an Ether about me from the husband's Mayfair. So we see that. Isra could be released by someone else who made it, who didn't make it. And again, to understand, a husband doesn't need the charata of his wife. He just takes away the Isra. So we see that someone could take away the Isra of someone else made. Says the Gemara, The lumness is that whenever a wife or a married woman takes a vow, she does it always just with the intending that her husband should approve. So therefore, if the husband doesn't approve, so then there's really no neder. And it's not considered someone else being matter from the person who took the neder because the person taking the nether only did it 
assuming that the husband would approve. So then what else did we learn from Allah's desire? And then Allah's desire of Omar. Krisis. What does Krisis mean? The meaning of the word Krisis is that it completely cuts ties between them. Mother Shane's a Krisis. If she's still bound to with one person, that's not Krisis. Rabbanon. So Rabbanon responds, Hi, Krisis. What do they learn from the fact that the Torah calls it Krisis? It's more people they need it for what it says in Brisa. The case was, someone said, he gave a get to his wife and he said, This is your get. You don't drink wine. You don't go to your father's house. So it depends. If he said, if the condition is there forever, there's no time limit on it, time limit on it. It's not severance, and the get is no good. But if you made it for a why? Because she's forever. Even though he's divorcing her, she's forever going to be bound to him because she has a tenai, which is forever going to limit her. But if it's if he capped it, he said it only applies for 30 days, then then it is considered a good valid get. So now we understand what the Rabbana did with this. How does Rabbana desire to do that? The Torah could have just said Karis, and instead it said Krisos. So therefore, we're able to learn two halachas. It says the Mara, so how does... How, how do we understand why the Chachamim didn't have that problem? They didn't expound from Karis and Krisis. They just expounded the one point that it has to be something that doesn't limit her. Says the Gemara Maravah, he said, When I should dish your hands, somebody said, I get this year again, a condition you don't drink wine. Call you make high if it's all the days of my life, in decreases, it's not valid. Why? Because it, it, she's always going to be, to be bound to the husband. As long as the husband's alive, it's going to be bound. Call you make high plony, as long as the days of life and so on, so our race decreases, it is valid. So the Gemara says, What's the difference? My Shachai plony, what's the difference in the case where you say the life of so and so that it's valid? Because maybe so and so will die within the woman's lifetime, and then therefore it would fulfill the husband's condition. So it's not not necessarily bound forever because that so-and-so might die. So even if it's where the, where it's he himself, even if it's true about the husband's life, maybe he'll die before him and Kamala tonight and, and, and she'll fulfill the condition. In other words, as long as it's not about her life, if it's about his life, so how do we know that she's always going to be bound to him? Maybe he'll die first and then she won't always be bound to him. So rather we switch. If it's all of your life, the wife's life, ain't increases. There we say, it's not creases because as long as she's alive, she'll be bound. All of these are my life of life and so on. So it's just creases. Why? Because they might die. And therefore, it's not necessarily clear that she will be bound to them for forever. Says the more new question. We spoke about a qualified divorce. For blood is a qualified divorce. He divorced, but not regards to so-and-so. That is a valid divorce. As Rabbanim say, it's not. So the Gemara now relates to a new question. He said, the divorce is only for one day. What's the halacha? Is there such a thing as a divorce for one day? You can wonder, according to Rabbi Lazar, and also you can wonder, according to the Rabbanim. Why? What's the catcher here? It's qualified, similar to, you know, divorce not regard to a person. So here, divorce only for a day. only said that it's good over there where you're divorced. You're divorced, but not for that person. Because at least here, whoever you divorce for, it's for forever. It's not a question of time. It's just a question of who. But here, where it's, it's specific to a certain amount of time, maybe there's no such thing as a divorce for a certain amount of time. Maybe it's no different. The same way you can validate a qualified divorce in terms of who you divorce from, so do we can validate a qualified divorce in terms of time. 
or to other rabbanim, we can wonder according to rabbanim. I can't like rabbanim halas rabbanim. Well, maybe only said there that a qualified divorce is no good. Although pasuk you're not. She's not completely cut off because at any moment she can't marry someone because of him. Avalach in the case where for at least one day he's matter to all men on that day. Even to pasuk, once he cut it off for her on that day, pasuk it suffered forever. So meaning once the divorce is valid from that day, it will just automatically continue to continue to be a divorce forever. In the case where someone said you're divorced except for so and so, so then there's no moment that it was really ever divorced because. Already in the very first moment, she's still authored to that person, the specified person. But in our case, at least on the day that she's divorced, she's divorced in regard to everyone and she'll be cut off. And once she's cut off, maybe she continues to be cut off. So the Mar says, Boss or Dubai, after we inquired this question, how the posture, we then resolved it. Therefore, the divorce is on that day. And once it's on that day, it continues, it continues, the severance continues, and we say that she continues to be divorced forever. And it's unrelated to the machlokas between Rebbe Lezer and the Rabbanah.